Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, I'm Flick Everett, and I'm Yahoo's Senior Lifestyle Editor. Welcome to the Life Edit Podcast. Each episode, I'm joined by a different guest editor and we'll be discussing the top trending stories of the moment. I love lifestyle because it covers everything that's interesting in the world. How and where we live, who we live with, what we do with our time, what we really care about, or at least what we find most fascinating. And right now, it is all about the royals. They have been all over the news with their feuds, fashion, funerals, and some seriously forthright chat from Harry. It is the best living soap opera we've ever had. And today we've got the ideal guest to talk us through exactly what's going on in the firm right now. So I'm here with Rebecca, who is our royal reporter. And hopefully she's going to tell us the inside track on what is happening with the royals. Hi, Rebecca. Hey, Flick. Thanks for joining. So I'm just going to guess you've been pretty busy lately covering everything that's been going on. Yes, it feels like there's no such thing as a quiet day on the royals patch at the moment. (laughs) Absolutely. There's so much to talk about. So I think we're going to focus on Harry and Meghan today. But before we get on to that, fascinating topic I thought it might be fun if we just share our favorite royal fact (laughs) I mean we could have done impressions of our favorite royal but I don't have a tiara to hand (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so mine is I'm going to share my favorite fact the queen I found out recently the queen is fluent in French I did not know this did you know this yeah, it's great, isn't it? Quite a few of them are quite um, linguists, actually. Charles knows a little bit of Welsh as well, because, uh, of course, he studied there um, for a term in Aberystwyth when he was uh, at university. Um, he gave his investiture speech in Welsh um, when he was invested as the Prince of Wales. So, yeah, a few of them speak a few different languages. Apparently, the young Cambridges speak a bit of Spanish as well, because their really? nanny is Spanish. Oh, so, that's really interesting. Yeah. But I, I would just love the Queen to break into fluent French one day. That would be great, wouldn't it? it would be that amazing. would be great. <laughs> um, anyway, so what's yours? What's your favourite royal fact? Well, mine is a little bit nerdy, actually, I confess. Um, so if you've ever, I mean, we, none of us really have cash anymore these days, do we? But if you ever had a selection of coins in your hand, you'd probably notice various versions of the Queen's profile on the back of them as she's got older. Um, but if you pick up a book of first-class stamps, you won't notice so many differences. And that's because the Queen has been offered several times over the years um, new profiles for stamps. And she's always said, thank you very much, but the one that's on them is perfectly fine. And she has just refused to have the stamp updated, um, which I think is great. She, you know, it ain't broke, don't fix it. (laughs) <laughs> but I, I really like that about her. I, I would do exactly the same because she looks great on the stamps. I mean, she's about 30 or whatever, maybe even younger. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, if I had to be on letters all over England or wherever, I think I would probably agree with that as well. 
right back on topic. Let's start with the big ones. Harry and Meghan. They are everywhere. Um, have to say, despite vocally wanting privacy, they have been talking a lot. We've been hearing a lot, certainly from Harry. So, and obviously, as everyone knows, he's been talking a great deal about his family problems. What was really going on, do you think, with Harry that made him want to open up to this level? Yeah, there are two different stories, I think, going on at the moment. So, um, if we think back to 2017, which is when Harry first sat down with Bryony Gordon of The Telegraph and said, um, I've been having therapy, um, I've needed counselling to get over my mum's death. Um, at the time, I think he was he was dating Meghan and there were questions asked about whether uh, she had had any influence on this. And he said, no, no, it's nothing to do with her. It's actually my brother, William. Fast forward to 2021, it's become clearer that maybe Meghan did have something to do with it. Um, Harry seems to be involving her more. So we don't really know who, maybe it was a combination. Maybe he started to seek help because of something William said, but actually getting what he needed was to do with Meghan. Yeah, so it's it's hard to know. I think he's always been someone who's a champion um, of mental health. Um, he and William and Kate obviously set up heads together um, back when the Royal Foundation represented the three of them. Um, so that's, that's something that's been important to him. Um, and I think he is feeling that the more he talks and shares, the more people will think this is okay okay if I'm feeling this. Um, I'm not the only person in the world who's feeling this and maybe they'll open up too. I think that's a really generous interpretation and it could well be the case. I think one of the things that certainly some people feel as well is has he gone too far? I mean, clearly, you know, this is just after Philip's funeral. Uh, Charles apparently is quite hurt by it. William and he are at daggers drawn, if you believe the reports. So has he gone too far, do you think? Is this a good idea? Or is he really just sort of putting the boot into the royal family and causing them damage? I think one thing that really struck me from um, the Me You Can't See documentary, so that's the most recent docuseries that he's done with Oprah, is that he was actually then talking about the previous interview he did with Oprah um, with Meghan in March and he said we always intended for that to be uh, for, for there to be reconciliation following that interview and I I just don't understand how um, he might have thought that that could happen I think it's it's always um, going to be difficult when you when you kind of go on such a big network like CBS and talk about these things and I don't want to go too deep into questioning his motives. Um, perhaps he really did feel that he needed to, to clear the air and that was his way. Yeah, I, obviously it worked for him, but whether it worked for anyone else. So what do you think the sort of public reaction has been then in your job? What have you noticed about the way people have responded to this great opening up? Do you think largely positive or fairly negative and sort of pro Queen and Charles? What's What's been your experience? Yeah, in Britain, we're definitely uh, pro pro the Queen, pro Charles. I think we're starting to feel sorry uh, for the Queen in particular. Um, you know, this 95-year-old woman who, as you've mentioned, has just lost her husband and now keeps hearing this stuff that has apparently been going wrong, um, you know, hearing about a genetic cycle of pain and suffering um, from 6,000 miles away is going to hurt a grandmother. Um, in the US, I think it's a little more split. In fact, I heard from um, a friend who's a reporter in the States that the most recent stuff hasn't really hit hit their news cycles in the same way as it as it has for us. So they are perhaps not not falling out of love with it, but maybe they're kind of done with that story a little bit now. Uh, whereas we we are not. 
Um, and there's definitely a generational divide. The younger uh, generation feels a bit more supportive of Harry. Um, the older you get, the more likely you are to think, okay, that's enough now. Yeah, I was going to say, I think it's very much age related. My mum is sick to the back teeth of Harry, I'll be honest. Whereas like <laughs> the younger generation that I know are all, well, he's got every right to talk about his mental health. Why should he bear in mind what other yeah. people think? You know, so I do think that is very much about what generation you're from and, and what you believe in terms of how much you should open up publicly because he really has one of the most public platforms in the world as well so very much like his mum princess diana everything he says is reported and amplified and people respond to it so obviously that's the public reaction very very mixed but i mean insofar as we can know what is the royal reaction i mean i know william was clearly upset and he said we're not a racist family and and that's very unprecedented for William to speak out like that, certainly against something the brother he used to be so close to has said. So what do you think they're feeling about all this and, and how are they reacting? Yeah, that comment from William was strong. Um, Charles has been out on a few engagements where he's had similar things sort of thrown at him and he's just ignored them, kind of shrugged them off, laughed even. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he's not as shocked as William in that I don't think it's news to Charles that Harry's childhood was difficult. Charles wrote himself in 1994, he kind of allowed a biography about himself to to talk about um, his difficult relationship with the Queen growing up. Um, so I think he'll be aware that perhaps there were there were historic problems. Um, and he might he might even go so far as to think, oh, I can see how Harry would get there. But yeah, they're a stiff upper lip family. They don't like to comment on things publicly we've heard recently that he is that charles is is hurt and disappointed um whether this will severely impact a reconciliation um i suppose we'll have to wait and see harry's next due in the uk in early july um and that will be a public engagement with uh with william at the very least um whether we then see him do something with with Charles as well that would be great wouldn't it yeah yeah I think we're all desperate to watch the body language on that one when they get back together again of course he might have very good reason not to come you never know uh, which brings us on actually to talk of the baby on a more positive note yeah so that must be very exciting for them I mean obviously Harry seemed genuinely thrilled in the Oprah interview as did Meghan so obviously you know everything they ever wanted they've got a boy and a girl but you know do we think she's happier now because of course a lot lot of Harry's sort of testimony, I suppose, is about how unhappy Meghan was when she was expected to undertake royal duties and that she didn't have any support, she says, and all of that. So do you think from what we know now, is she genuinely enjoying life back in America? I think she must be. I think uh, when she first got back, she had a few interviews and she made little comments like, oh, it's good to be home. Um, I'm sure we all know how difficult it is if we've made a big move in our lives. Um, I know... I Several people close to me recently have done things like move house and change job and do something else massive all at once. And you think, actually, that's probably not dissimilar to what Megan was going through. She moved house. She had this new relationship. She changed jobs um, all at once. Um, so at least to uh, restore one element to move back home, um, to be close to her mum again. 
um, that probably makes um, a bit of a difference. You know, this is probably wild, unsubstantiated gossip, but that's the most fun. So, I mean, her ex-boyfriend recently said on TV that he thought she was going to run for office, as in, you know, try to become the president of America. Now, does that seem feasible based on everything you know? I mean, she could. She absolutely could. Um, whether she would, I just, I'm not sure I see it happening. <laughs> I <laughs> I think uh, that would be one step too far for someone who is a duchess, whether she's um, carrying out royal duties on behalf of the Queen or not. Running for president is quite another thing to making some documentaries for Netflix. Very <laughs> much so. It is quite the leap and she's got no real experience in politics. So for now, she's also turned to authoring, hasn't she, with this children's yes. book. So tell us what we know about this new book of hers. Yes, it's called The Bench. Um, it's out, I believe, on the 8th of June. So it started life as a poem, uh, the poem that she wrote for Harry on his first Father's Day. Um, so the first um, year that they'd had Archie. Um, and it just talks through the joy of watching a father and son and their relationship. We, what we don't really know is whether the poem is in its full in the book or whether it kind of started as a poem and then grew into the book. Um, but we do know that um, some beautiful watercolour illustrations have been um, added to kind of tell the story. Um, she was very keen that it show a diverse cast of um, father and son relationships. And in one scene, there is um, a soldier returning home um, from military GC and picking up his son, which I'm sure is just a coincidence. <laughs> um, but it's out on the 8th of June. Uh, which actually is just two days short of when Philip would have turned 100 um, if he was still with us and a few days before uh, Trooping the Colour, um, which is the Queen's official birthday. So June is set to still be really busy for royal things um, and it's available for pre-order um, via Amazon. Brilliant. Well, I think they're probably going to be very successful in the States. That's the, the sense that I get as long as they maybe dial down the, the complaining from Harry a little bit, perhaps. <laughs> Might be time. Anyway, that's probably all we've got time for today. So thank you very much, Rebecca, for joining us and giving us your royal insights. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. And if you'd like to read more and keep up with all the royal news as it happens, head to Yahoo Style UK. And next time I'll be talking to Alex, our health expert, about the latest discoveries in medicine and hearing some fascinating stories. So don't miss it. And thanks for listening. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.